very word secrecy is repugnant in a free and open society. And we are, as a people, inherently and historically opposed to secret societies, to secret oaths, and to secret proceedings. questions you always had, the answers you were never given, the place to seek the truth. Welcome to Veritas. to everyone around the world and a warm welcome to another edition of Veritas at VeritasRadio.com. I'm your host, Mel Fabregas, and I sincerely thank you for joining me once again. And if this is your first time or your truth journey brought you here, welcome home. And to everyone listening, I want to wish you a very healthy and happy new year. And to begin the year right, become a Veritas member. Remember the saying, knowledge makes a man unfit to be a slave. Just go to VeritasRadio.com, subscribe, and enjoy everything we have to offer all the way back to December 2008. And I hope this year is your best yet. And to begin the year, once again, we bring our special guest Jeff Harmon to decode the future with astrology. 2015 edition. Jeff Harmon is a second-generation astrologer and spiritual consultant with nearly 40 years' experience. He also has a career in the entertainment industry and has worked with such diverse people as George Carlin and Mother Teresa of Calcutta. He spent many years in Beverly Hills and has clients in all areas of the entertainment industry. People from around the world consult with him for personal and business needs, utilizing classical Vedic Kabbalistic and astrolocation astrology, Jeff has an arsenal of techniques to assist clients with planning, decision making, and spiritual growth. His media appearances include national and international radio shows. Jeff owns Conjunction Entertainment, a new motion picture company. His entertainment career includes technological expertise and forensics work with various government agencies. He holds U.S. and international patents in technology. And to learn more about Jeff Harmon or schedule a consultation or reading, visit his website at jeffharmon.com, which is also linked at ours. And directly from Tucson, Arizona, a few blocks away from where I am, I would like to welcome Jeff Harmon back to Veritas. Hello, Jeff. Happy New Year and welcome back. Well, thanks for having me, Mel. It's always good to be on this show. It's always a pleasure. And it just so happens again that today's broadcast coincides with the first day of 2015. So what a great way to begin the year by looking at your astrological charts to give us an, an indication of what's coming. What's on your, on your spotlight right now? What's important? And then we'll take it step by step. Yeah, well, I, I would say the first thing you and I were talking just before the show is what's going on in the world right now in terms of the entire geopolitical situation is really being mirrored by the astrology. As I had mentioned before, we have this cycle. It's a Uranus-Pluto cycle going on, which is really a smaller 
portion of the major cycle that I think is leading up to 2020 and beyond. And what we're seeing right now, it's it's interesting that the fourth hit, or actually technically it's it's really the sixth hit, because if you if you include the solar system that called heliocentric aspects, most astrologers use geocentric, which is the Earth-based astrology. But we just on the 15th of December had the second to final hit of, of when I say hit, I mean aspect in the geometry of the astrology perfect on that day. And what happens? Putin's ruble crashes. And I kind of laughed because I was like, oh, my God, this is just right on. And I, I snickered and said to Camille, I said, yep. I said, the owners just yanked the leash and made Putin roll across the floor because that's what they did. Um, the oil prices were certainly the vehicle at which to use it. But Putin is standing in a lot of ways right directly in the path of the future, I believe, financial system that is we're moving towards. And China seems to be more in the fold um, I, I oftentimes have clients who are in pretty strategic places in either military banking or some kind of government situation, or they're, they're in the legal profession, and, and I hear things, and then I put them together with what the astrology says, and I was just amazed that on the 15th of December is exactly when the ruble was thrown into a complete chaos, and I think they're going to bend Putin to his knees and Ukraine seems to be the jewel of Europe. If if we, as I should say, the Western powers, and, and it's not even just the United States, it's the Western powers, uh, George Carlin might have had it right when he said, you have owners. Um, they're not the U.S. I think they use the corporation of the U.S., but it's not just the U.S. They, they use it as the vehicle. And the entire Western transatlantic banking system, I think, is is right now in jeopardy, and they're going to try and save that. And Putin, or I should say Russia, is trying with the BRICS nations and China to put together a an alternative to the petrodollar. And and it's interesting because this is right at the forefront of what the astrology shows, and that's what you you have found too, right, Mel? Absolutely. And, you know, when I saw the price of uh, oil go down, and as you know, if the price of uh, the barrel of oil goes below 80, 80 is about the break-even point, I believe, for many nations. And if it goes below that, that's when a country starts getting worried and it affects the economy. Now it's going around 50-some, maybe going below 50 and that's very detrimental. I mean, as you can see, this is happening in Russia. I think, in my opinion, this is definitely orchestrated. Orchestrated by OPEC, orchestrated by Saudi Arabia, the United States, and as you say, let's call it the board of directors of the Corporation of the United States of America, that they're trying to essentially uh, 
I don't know if it's regime change in Russia or they're trying to change things over there because Russia poses the biggest economic threat for the petrodollar, which is what keeps the United States alive. Now we, we see something very interesting in the past couple of a few days with the U.S.-Cuba relations, which, by the way, I'm Cuban-American, and a lot of my, my fellow Cuban-Americans are against what Obama's doing. But for the first time, I don't agree with many of Obama's policies, but I agree on this one. But I think this is also do done too. because what's happening with Russia and Ukraine, now we're thumbing the finger at Putin saying, hey, look, look who's back with us, Cuba. So all of this is because we want Russia to to just remain on the sidelines and do not become a threat to the Rothschild Rockefeller empire. Now that and you just said two words that are very important. Do you know there's a little town in the Ukraine? It's about probably 60 kilometers from the border of Poland. That's called Lvov. Um, some people call it Lviv, but that's a very strategic little place. And I don't want to get too much into this on a recording of uh, you know where people could hear this, but I can tell you. That's a place you don't want to mess with. Some of the most powerful people in the world, two of which you just mentioned, come from those areas, or they have family roots in those areas. And so do many others, um, particularly in the entertainment business. And it's it's interesting how much powerful people came out of it. Most of the Hollywood moguls were born right there, and within 100 miles of that area. And what's interesting is is this is a strategic point in the entire transatlantic financial system, I do not believe they're going to roll over. Did you know that, um, I'm sure you do know, that uh, Congress just rubber-stamped a gargantuan budget for 215. Yeah. And um, they've... Breaking promises already. Oh, yeah. And, I mean, this is just short of $600 billion. I, I think it's 580 or 70-something billion dollars. I mean, that's an amazing amount of money. And... You know, as Putin rightly said, we spend 10 times, and I've had people who I've talked to who are very knowledgeable in the military who snickered and said, yeah, that's just what's published. You ought to see the black ops. So I don't know where Putin could really go with this. And and that's an interesting topic, too. I've, I've been looking into the future quite a bit. 2015 looks like a really pivotal year in the astrology. There's a number of things coming down the pike here. Um We've heard about the blood moons, and those seem to have a huge impact on Israel and what's happening with kind of the Western representative of religion and also a very powerful, I think, force in the Western world, which is Israel. And no matter what your standpoint on it, they are. They're extremely strategic, powerful point. And it's, interestingly enough, tied into the roots of that Ukraine area. They say Japan is the jewel of Asia, and Ukraine is the jewel of the transatlantic Western financial system. And and I think Japan's in that, too. But, but what's interesting is that we have... Uh, a chart astrologers use. It's called the Sibley chart, and, and I mentioned that last year, which Ebenezer Sibley was credited for proposing the actual signing time of the Declaration of Independence. And so many astrologers use that, and I, I can't say that I'm 100% sure it's right, but it, it sure does line up a lot. And the type of astrology I'm using 
is broad-based enough where even if it's off slightly, it's still going to give us reliable indicators. And Saturn right now is deep in the United States house, uh, of, of the 12th house, I should say. The 12th house, for a- anyone listening, is technically the house of endings. It's also the house of secret things and change. It's a major chapter marker. It only happens once approximately every 29 years. That's the synodic cycle of Saturn. Synodic meaning how many times it takes to go around. Well, it's very interesting because just about that many years ago, um, it was a little more, but approximately around there, Kissinger, Reagan, uh, and of course at that time, Senior Bush, who was the vice president, were really setting up the House of Saudi. And the petrodollar really got I think, concretized at that point. Of course, just prior to that, Nixon had taken us off the gold standard. And what's fascinating about all this is all this is coming back to roost. And I know Saudi Arabia, many people know, is is much depleted in its oil, but it's still a linchpin on the petrol dollar. And I think Saudi, the House of Saudi, was probably used in orchestrating this oil, as you said. And what's Interesting is the astrology shows between now and 2016 is a series of aspects on the United States. Um, actually, it, it extends into the spring of 2017. We, we have a secondary progressed moon in the United States Sibley chart transiting the 12th house, actually goes into the 12th house this May of 2015. And then we have the... Um, uh, conjunction to the ascendant March of 2017. So it's just a little over two years or, or thereabouts. It's approximately two years. And this whole time, which is the completion of Obama's presidency, is very, very pivotal. And I think where the new system's going, I, my personal opinion is that we're going to see a different world by 2020, or it's the commencement of a whole new era. And what, what I find, the and I mentioned last year on your show, there's also what we call a Pluto-Sun opposition on the United States. So there's some tremendous pressures going on right now on the inside to, and, and, and everyone knows where the finances are. I mean, the, the, it's it's worse than a train wreck the, the, the uh, international financial markets in Europe and the United States. Um, there was a gentleman in the CIA who actually mentioned that there could be a $100 trillion-plus meltdown, global meltdown, if they wanted it. Um, there could be currency collapses, etc. And China is actually not in as good a position as, as sometimes people believe, even though it's doing a lot of business, but it's a precarious position they're in. And I think they've brought China into the fold. And and that Russia is the odd man out here. Well, I think China, people, I mentioned this for years, that they would overtake the United States economy in the future. And it happened before 2020, which was projected it's 2014 they have a 17.6 trillion economy versus us 17.4 yes they have more people than we do but i think their their economic output will shrink this year 2015 the the factory outputs will be going down a slump in real estate yeah. 
They're having trouble. Oh, yeah, loan yeah. defaults that will have international repercussions. You and, bet. I mean, again, I'm not a psychic. I'm not an astrologer. But this is just projections based on what I've seen financially this year. Well, you know what? That's that's good that you just mentioned that, Mel, because one of the things I noticed that's a difference between ancient astrology, particularly the court astrologers. As you know, I, I'm a real fan of ancient Vedic astrology and also the Egyptians slash medieval tract. And nowhere in astrology prior to the 1700s did anybody get called their sun sign. In fact, no one was ever referred to as, quote-unquote, their astrology. And I think they had it much more accurately. Modern astrology, though it does have a lot of value, tends to look at archetypes and then comes up with a psychological interpretation. Ancient astrology was astronomy scientifically applied. Like, Like when I'm looking at this stuff, I'm not supposing. I'm actually looking at mathematical aspects and, and that brings us to, can we change these energies? You know, the, 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 I think the archetype of, of astrology is crystal balls and, you know, somebody with a turban <laughs> on and, and yeah. all this. <laughs> you know, and well, it, like you. It really, uh, well, the, the, the ancient astrologers were really, they, they were astronomers. And that's really what I'd like to call you know the ancient astrology is it's it's astronomy scientifically applied and it's math it, it's math and in, it is interpretation just like a doctor would look at an mri and make a deduction and they hope they're right um the 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 thing i see right now is can we change these energies and and it's kind of yes and no because you have not only the laws of inertia, but you also have the laws of cause and effect and free will. Um, take, for instance, I think the old model of standing armies in warfare going at each other is kind of outmoded. Um, they have weather technology. There's all kinds of psychotronic technology, space technology that we're never even going to hear about. Um, and there's a lot of deterrence. I'm not so sure where we're going to see ICBMs filling the sky like like the old model was last century. And we're seeing the war be fought right now with oil and finances. We're in a war right now with Russia, and and uh, we're just not lobbing bombs at each other. So the, that's the, my point, is the astrology shows when trigger points or energies are happening. It's kind of like looking at a road map. If you see you've got to make a turn. There's a fork in the road or a right or a left. You can't avoid the fact that you have to deal with that change. It's there. You either slow down, go off the road, or screech around the corner. But somehow or another, you're going to have to contend with that point in the road. And that's what astrology is like. It doesn't predict the future 100% because you have free will in there. For instance, one of the things about military is it's probably a deterrent. Nobody is going to want to die. And if it looks like it's daytime, nobody can, can win. Well, they're going to use other alternatives to win, just like we're seeing right now with the money, the finances. The, the, um, and, and then they've got the law of, of karma in there as well. Uh, there, there's a, an interesting thing this year. Uh, I don't know if you've heard of the Shemitah. Have you ever heard of that? No. What is it? Yeah, the Shemitah is a very ancient 
cycle. It's it's the law of seven is where it's founded upon. And this is, no one's quite sure where it comes from. It certainly is parallel to the Bible. The Shemitah is spelled S-H-E-M-I-T-T-A-H. Some people spell it with one T. In fact, a gentleman just wrote a book about it, Jonathan Kahn. Um, he spells it differently. But he doesn't get into the ancient. It's a good book. Is it the, the sabbatical year? Read it. But, no. It, what it is, is it's the... Thank you for listening. To unlock the full two-hour interview, including video formats, downloads, transcripts, exclusive articles, and more, subscribe to Veritas Plus now. Gain access to our entire archive dating back to 2008. Just click subscribe at veritasradio.com. Because you don't want to believe, you want to know. Subscribe now. To listen to the rest and all of our exclusive material, Proceed to the Veritas Plus member section, or join the Veritas Plus family by subscribing. Click on the subscribe button at veritasradio.com. Don't forget to visit the Veritas store for focused life force energy. Get a 15-day free trial today, with no credit card required. And if you want to get in touch with Mel, want to be a guest on this radio program, have a guest suggestion, or have feedback, just click on the contact button on our website at veritasradio.com. Now, proceed to the Veritas Plus member section or subscribe to listen to the rest of the interview. You don't want to miss it because you don't want to believe. You want to know. What are you waiting for? Subscribe now at veritasradio.com.